Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers and cults. cults. Oh my God. My name is Emerson. My pronouns are he, they. My name is Tony. My pronouns are he, him. My name is Aiden, and my pronouns are they, them. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? We had like went to Olive Garden, <laughs> and it was me, my mom, my sister, my brother, and you I came out of Olive Garden. That's the fucking gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. And welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers and cults. cults. Woo. You know it's real bad. Uh, yes, but please continue. Yes, I have a few <laughs> I have a few ideas. <laughs> um so what's real bad um mm-hmm. is like I thought I was thinking how am I going to hear Emerson if he doesn't wear his headphones? That doesn't make sense. No, but because you understand that headphones are for hearing, not speaking. See, as soon as he started speaking to the microphone, I went, oh, okay. I can hear. <laughs> well, oh, it makes sense now. Well, so why while we're you... on the subject, sorry to interrupt, go ahead. Why did you think that headphones were going to be what helps you? Why I'm do you not... think his headphones were going to help you hear him? I'm not quite sure. Okay. The logic might be lost, but there is no. There was a feeling there, I'm sure, that. Speaking was of there. hearing, you can hear me, right? <laughs> I, I wish am, I couldn't, but yeah. I'm registered. Oh. Okay, that's nice. Dude. <laughs> I am. Okay, cool. I am registered. You know what? Just you sure are welcome here, Aiden. I, I, Don't listen to I know to I'm that. welcome. I just want to make sure the people can hear me, you know? <laughs> the people that are listening. You're so kind and thoughtful. I'm that was more a very just, kind and thoughtful thing to say. I'm more just concerned about. What do you want from heard. them? What do you want from them? <laughs> There's always a motive. <laughs> no, okay, okay. Well, who the fuck are you guys? Oh, I have oh. a name. My name's Aiden. My pronouns are they, them. Hi, I'm Tony. Pronouns are he, him. And I am Emerson. I am a he, they. I am a he, they. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm I think that's cool. I like I'll take it. That. Thank I'll you. It could be derogatory, but it's me I'm talking to, so it's, it's your, you can say whatever the fuck I'm you talking want about, about me to uh-huh. me, so mm-hmm. I'm good with it. You Thank said you. on that topic earlier. Do you remember what that topic was? Um, yes, I do. It's it honestly, it is centering around shame. Um, but oh. I think what your topic is for today, um, it does center around shame. Um, but to go really back, to go back really quick. Can everyone hear me? Because I yes. I don't have headphones that 
yes. feel comfortable. Awesome. Yes. I will monitor your levels. Okay, great. Okay, great. So um, the topic that we decided about 15 minutes ago that we were going to talk about is um, this idea. I mean, maybe you want to explain it because it was your idea. Oh, I thought, oh uh, yes. Um, I was thinking about the... Um, the concept how a toxic religion, at least in my experience, Christianity, Pentecostalism, encourages the um, the like power through mentality, where uh, if you come up against something, like everything's a challenge. So God, so what is right is predetermined, and so if you're going towards that often imaginary goal that has been set up by someone else, usually the pastor mm-hmm. who's decided what Jesus said. Um, uh, at least that's how it was in our case. Uh, if you're going towards that goal, any and all discomfort is the enemy trying to confuse or dissuade you, um, or it's Jesus trying to um, test you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, which, I, not to get off the topic, but I just, so many, we talked about this, where so many behaviors that we fully accept being positive from Jesus would be highly toxic from anyone else. Mm-hmm. If I, if my boss made my job more difficult, saw how I behaved and then I was like, Oh, I would, this was just a test. I was just testing you. I was just testing you to see if, if you can handle it. I'd be like, I can handle it. And also here's my two weeks. Right. You're a fucking asshole. Like I wouldn't put up with that in a, in, in, from a job. Like or if, or if my partner was like, like oh just kidding i'm actually not in a bad mood i was just testing you to see how you would behave to that how you would respond to that i'd be like i'll tell you how i respond like get the fuck out fuck off that like i'm not don't test me no it's not as much of a game as as like coming from jesus it is like if it's coming from jesus that's that's sort of like if Jesus is coming. Damn it, Tony. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can't go anywhere. There is no topic that's safe. I promise I'd behave. No, don't behave. No, he <laughs> didn't. That's also kidding. a lie. Yes. Oh I should be on God. the Mari show. <laughs> um, you are not the honest father. <laughs> No. <laughs> you are not the father. No shit, Charles. I can't go here. <laughs> Wait, I thought this was Mental Hope Day. What are we talking about? <laughs> but yes. Um, coming from Jesus, yes. Coming from Jesus, that whole like, just kidding, you're good. Like, the, it's just really manipulative behavior it of is. just like, let's see how this person will respond or how this person handles it's, this. It's very um, Isaac situation, you know what I mean? Yeah, Abraham Joe, and Isaac. Abraham and Isaac, yeah, that's yeah. bullshit. That's oh. toxic. That's so toxic. That, yeah. that, that mentality, is one, is not effective at best. It's not effective to test people like that. Like, I mean, apparently it is because those people that we just mentioned went so fucking deeper into it. Sorry for all of No. Those are just it. stories, though. Those are just right. stories, you know, like they're they're parables. Yeah. Yes, true. You know, so like true. So of course they would go deeper in into a real, it. Yeah. Fair in a real situation. Now, if you think about it, like in an abusive relationship, there is a lot of that happening in abusive That's relationships. True. You're you're absolutely well, right. and it does kind of hold people in that relationship in a way. 
with the abuse. Yes, and, and so it's a very blurry line of like, is that like, do, is it learned helplessness also that's kind of keeping this person in this mentality of like, I just need to keep pushing through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this story that they're told for so long that this is the only track. Like, okay, agreed, life is suffering, that's one perspective, but our, I don't know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I went too deep in my head and now nothing makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me finish, we kind of got off topic. Let me yeah, yeah. Like what I was, like the example so that everything that we're talking about makes sense because we have perspective, you know, because we talked about before the show, sorry. Uh, sorry, um, uh, listeners who Everyone. are not in on our side jokes. Um, uh, so the, 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 uh, um, I'll just, so my mom, it's, it's it, who the, the person is my mom. And I don't mind saying that because I'm not saying that she did anything negative. Um, I'm just using her as an example. And, and, and also she doesn't listen to this podcast. So. Well, this is <laughs> the, her experience is what stirred this question this idea, of like, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. why or so, like what? So my mom's going back to our old, the church that I grew up in. It's not the same pastors. It's just the same location and building a different person, very similar teachings, except for, uh, the, like the person that's, that's, that's pastoring is, is like younger but they're still very old-fashioned but so I, and I don't know how problematic it is it does that's not the point of the story the point of the story is my mom inviting me to go to church because there was um we, there was an evangelist in town which we should totally talk about evangelists sometimes because I don't understand that weird yeah <laughs> so an evangelist in my experience what if they it, it, they are traveling pastors essentially so this particular family is mom and dad and a daughter and son and they live in a van and they travel around the country they don't have or they didn't at the time they didn't have like a home that their their van their motorhome was their home they they traveled around the entire country from church to church preaching and they lived off the money that the churches gave them to do that and that was their whole calling was being was doing that that's all they did calling or seven. career right yes both <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah and and it was like it was like you were, like, it, it was rough. Like, I remember, like, in church, of course, being, like, excited about revival. Because when evangelists came, we had revival. And what a revival was was, a, 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 a like, a string of church services back to back. Sometimes it would be a week, sometimes two weeks. Sometimes it might be, like, just three days. or But often it was at least a week, sometimes more. Sometimes we'd go and for, like, two weeks. Usually a lot of guest speakers and evangelists coming through the revivals and stuff. and. Well, the, our revival is usually, like, one person. So, like, oh, really? this evangelist would come and preach every day for two weeks. Now, mind you, our full-time jobs didn't stop. We It was, like, I still had to go to work for eight hours, nine hours, ten hours, however long I worked. I was hairstyle, so it varied. Get up, go to work, get off work, get changed. I would usually drive straight to church, get changed at the church, go to church until 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night, go home, get up, do it all over again for a week. And then you have church on the weekends. It was awful. It Revivals was, it was are like basically festivals for Christians. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Coachella, but for Christians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I mean, Tony's, it sounds like yours is more like a, like a conference. Like there were a bunch of different people that came and like celebrated this like maybe predetermined time 
I I have nothing to go off of here. This is like mm-hmm. other than general conference, which is the same time every year. You know, it's every six months, yeah. and it was still very much like you sit down and you listen to these people, but it is dead silent. No one oh, makes a yeah, single no. noise. Revivals were like, yeah, worship. It was like there was running and jumping and shouting and all that kind of. Bullshit. And trying to get that place packed is trying to get people. Yeah, the uh, but the so since the evangelist lived off the money that the churches gave, them, we were expected there was an offering every single night. Mm-hmm. Oh and wow! And you were expected to give in that offering every single night. Do you know how much money that is? Yeah, like you like that's crazy. Even if it's ten dollars a night, that's a, a hundred dollars. Well, I guess seventy dollars a week. Yeah, and if you're like like that's a fucking that's a lot of money. That is a lot, of, a money. lot of money. And then if it went on for like two weeks, and you were expected to give as much as you could, My God. as much as you could every single night of the week, and there would be and they would say things like, you know, don't let the you know do we don't let the 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 offerings go down just because it's at the end of the revival like keep keep up the energy keep up the money so they yeah. so like when the pastor would like add up because we were on staff he would add up how much money like came into the offering and right. like let us know and be like oh well we need to try to like get that up and get hmm. you know we want they w- there was like a minimum there was a minimum that we would give the evangelists every single night of the week. So if the people didn't give enough, the church would make up the difference. Oh so and they would hype, they would hype it up like crazy to get more people to pay more. Mm-hmm. Oh, God is here today. Yes, y'all Just are giving. Them, yeah. Y'all mm-hmm. are giving. God is going to bless you now. Give more, more, more in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then every more and more people are getting hype and they're putting more money in there and everybody's hype. And the next thing you know, oh, praise God. Everybody, let's go. And then they're throwing money dancing. on the altar. Did you and have then, to like throw money on the altar? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How is this not? Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. And it was like a minimum of $200 a night. Like that's what the church was like. We set a minimum of $200 and hopefully the people give more. But if they it don't. It always passed. It always went way above mm-hmm. and beyond. But those fucking two week revivals though. I mean, but it sounds like the revival is a big, like, it doesn't matter. You still lean into the work. Yes, absolutely. Especially for what? Oh, my God. For what? Like, at the end of the revival, these people leave. You've given all of your money. Yeah. You're firstborn. But your (laughs) afterlife is secure. It's just you're supposed to, like, level up. It's, be more powerful, be more like close to the God. The more you give of your financial, uh, the more you give out of your wallet, the more blessed you'll be by God. Oh, I bet. Claim, claim, which is just ironic because it's like, if you work a nine to five job with a salary, that didn't fucking change. You didn't get no thousand dollar check in the mail from Jesus. Jesus didn't pay your mortgage. Right. You were just all of a sudden. You had just given this person hundreds of dollars of your money that you didn't have, and they went off to the next church to do the same thing, and you were left in this vacuum of, of like, of you know, you're you you've this emotional high every day for a week to two mm-hmm. weeks, and then all of a sudden just whoop, gone, nothing. Yep. <laughs> I mean, when you watch the Seven Hundred Club and you see this guy in a business suit and this girl, they look wealthy as shit, and they're like. You know, one day we were praying, and all of a sudden, God just manifested dollar bills in our wallet. It's just mad, like magic. That didn't happen. No, you fucking you have ADHD, and you put money in there and forgot about it. That's <laughs> what that is. We were praying, and, and God just started making money in our wallets. Yeah. It's like shut up. The amount of like 
like bullshit. But that's another thing is that Christians can see miracles in everything. Like we would like I we would make anything and everything. I, I think one of the stories I tell is that like when I, I, I bought rings, I love jewelry and I, I don't wear them as much as often as I did, but I loved jewelry. And when I was like a teenager and I got a couple rings, which was wildly controversial for me to be a man and right. be wearing jewelry. And, um, you queer, bro. <clears throat> yeah. This, I remember distinctly this guy telling me when I finally decided not to wear the rings anymore because Jesus told me because <laughs> I woke up one. So I bought a promise ring. You remember promise rings? Yeah. Do we do those? So I had, they were pro- CTR rings for me, but CTR choose the right. Yeah, they had I a little shield. Yeah. <laughs> they had a little shield, and they had CTR in it. the The cheap ones that they gave to children were like, you know, the adjustable ones that had yeah. like the halfway yeah. prong yeah, yeah, yeah. things that you could if adjust. Pinch your fingers. Yeah, no, they're the worst. Yeah. Um, but then, like, they did have like sterling silver, yeah, and like a lot of ha- people had those as like pre pre-engagement rings like promise rings to each other that they would often exchange before a mission yeah. anyway sorry i digress but they no, were ctr they were... rings for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i had that which was silver and then i bought a couple other like cheap two dollar rings or five dollar rings from somewhere and i wore them 24 7 and i woke up one morning to take up and took off my rings to like shower or something and there was green was green like on my oh fingers my God. and because they were fucking cheap rings right and i was mm-hmm. like there was my there was green on every finger except for the sterling silver one and i was like it was a sign from god yeah a sign from god that he didn't want me to wear rings because everything everything's a sign everything everything was a sign so i took that as a sign from god that that um he didn't want me wearing rings because it wasn't appropriate for unfortunately that was simply internalized homophobia (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's all that was it was also cheap jewelry so (laughs) (laughs) so you're cheap and gay yeah (laughs) Not much has changed. <laughs> and uneducated. <laughs> I didn't, exactly. I didn't know that that, like, that was so controversial. It was so wildly controversial. And um, I just, this is this is mean, but I just remember one of the guys in our church who wasn't nice and wasn't, like, anything. Like, I, I'm not, a, it, you know, it, it doesn't matter. He was just, like, like, really poor hygiene by choice. Not a very nice person just like didn't take care of himself at all was like i'm so glad that you decided not to wear those rings because it really bothered me and i was like you know what really Mm. bothers me your breath like (laughs) you like you generally you in general like your presence yeah makes me uncomfortable you don't (laughs) take care of yourself ever by choice you fully has the capability you know has the ability to it to do it and just didn't and didn't want to but thought he was thought he was genuinely superior to most people he was one of those guys that like um like wouldn't like didn't take care of himself wouldn't shower wouldn't brush his teeth wouldn't like wash his clothes but then expected any woman that he was interested in to be like hair done perfect iron clothes beautiful long dress like that kind of thing you're doing the work of the lord your choice to de-homify yourself gave him Grace yeah. <laughs> made him feel better about his internalized homophobia. Exactly. He probably was gay. That makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's beautiful. It's like a it's like a big old prison for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's like community inside of our prison, <laughs> inside of our our jail that we've made for ourselves. Yeah, it was awful. It was miserable. Sounds Anyways, 
I'm just here I for saw, all of I this. I still haven't like I still haven't even finished the point that I was talking about. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're right. Let's get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so your mom's going back to this yeah, church. Going back to the church, to this church, and she invited me to see this evangelist, and I was like, you know, like, mom, I have to be honest. I just I can't go there. Respectfully, I can't go to that church. Fuck yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> I just can't. Like the last time I went over the holiday season to help her decorate. And I was so wildly triggered as soon as I went to that building, which was the first time in years that I'd even been back to that building. And I was so wildly triggered, it took me days to get over it. And so I just told her, I was like, I just can't do it. And she said, totally understand. I get it. Totally fine. Um, Because when I first started, uh, when I first started going back to this church, it was hard for me also. And I didn't say this to my mom or anything because I, you know, like it's it's her journey it's her thing and it's not my place to say but i my first thought was why did you do it then if -hmm. it was difficult why did you do it like and and for my mom to say it was difficult like she was specifically talking emotionally um i knew what she was implying uh because that's what i was i was talking about emotionally and, and triggering and i was like why did you do it then if it's like i have learned that when something is emotionally or mentally difficult for me, there's a reason, you know, and, and I, I, I have tried to learn the difference between like red flags and, um, you know, like, uh, like bottom lines or yeah. like, um, deal breakers. Deal kinda. breakers. Yeah, totally. Like, like, Oh, this feels dangerous. Why does it feel dangerous? Like, okay, this is bad for my mental health. It's going to do, do this damage me. So I'm going to avoid it or whatever, you know, like I've, I've learned like that's, that's, I've learned that. But, and I'm like, so why is she doing it? And I, re- and I, I just realized that the, you know, like growing up in church, growing up in, in toxic religion, it encourages this power through mentality that if you're coming up against a conflict, if you're coming up against an issue, it's like, I think we, I just said this earlier, that it's, it's a challenge, like it's God challenging you or it's the enemy trying to keep you away from something great so you just power through power through power through no matter what no matter what and 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 if you're uncomfortable what you know you're just power through like physically power through um mentally power through emotionally power through and that is just a wildly unhealthy concept Mm -hmm. because we have limits and boundaries for a reason our bodies if we're getting tired it's because we need rest not because we're weak you know, if our joints hurt, it's because they're overworked and we need to rest them. You know, like our body has limits and 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 like uh, alarms and all for a reason. So if you are doing something and your mental health is like, nope, 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 don't do this. This is bad. It's uncomfortable. This feels, you know, like this reminds me of something negative. You shouldn't do that. But that's not what you're taught. Where you're taught to power through, to mm. deal with it. And and what all that does is just continue the cycle of trauma. It just adds more trauma on top of the trauma that was trying to tell you, please don't do this, you know? And so it just. Also in the same realm of that, yeah. like there's this, the, I suppose maybe the other side of the stick, there's um, my, my grandmother, for example, she, uh, everything, I swear to God, everything was a sign from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a warning. Everything was a warning from the Holy Spirit. This woman has the worst anxiety totally. I have ever seen in a in a human being. 
like she's constantly scared of everything, everything because the Holy Spirit is constantly warning her from, you know, keeping her from death, from everything, you know, at the end of the day. Um, what a miserable way to live, too. I know. You know? And it's like, maybe, hear me out. <laughs> I'm maybe. All I'm all, yeah, I'm all for it. You need some like Lexapro. I was gonna say some. Maybe you need to be medicated. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe you just have anxiety, you know, and uh, and you're freaking out a lot, but um, and saying it's God, and, and which baffles me because uh, according to scripture, God is love, and then you're gonna sit here and be scared all the time, literally saying that God is telling you to be afraid constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds like God is fear. Yeah. What is it? Well, and again, the the concept that we've talked about uh, that if you remove the Jesus aspect of it, it's closer to mental illness than it is, yeah. you know, like re- religion. Because if you remove the word Holy Spirit and you walked around and said, the voices in my head are telling me not to do this, or I'm afraid of everything because of this impulse that I have, this compulsion I have, this thought this intrusive thought i had if you give it the name that it is if you just take the jesus out of it it's mental illness it's Mm -hmm. it's it's trauma it needs to be you need therapy you need medication it can be treated or you're just a shitty person i i i I had a dollar for every time somebody at uh, bethel was like uh you know i i met so and so oh how did you did talk to him no uh but we just we just said hi and exchange names i just i just feel within my spirit this darkness i just don't like him because god's telling me not to like shut the fuck up you're an asshole shut the fuck up yeah (laughs) Yeah. no you're just a pretentious bitch (laughs) i'm a pretentious bitch shut the fuck oh god's telling me there's just something about him there's something and the holy spirit is like no Get fucked. The Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm getting real heated. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit didn't tell you nothing. You're just a fucking asshole who has no people skills. You're so. probably just racist and that person's brown. Yeah. Let's yeah. get to the real oh, shit. Let's, I mean, oh, yeah, for fucking real. I mean, okay. I have a lot to say about this. Please if say I it. may, If I may get on a platform for a second. We're going to pass you the feather. Where's the yeah. feather? Feather. We have a fucking feather. No. We have a speech feather. Don't we make should promises get one. you can't follow through with, Tony. We I want a speech one. feather now. No, Emerson's I want a feather. One. I want a feather. Make it happen. Ask the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's... So, uh, just a little disclosure about where this is coming from. I'm seeing an intuition coach, and it's basically someone who is just... has gone through the process um, of finding their own formula for discerning what voices inside of her mind were speaking. Um, You you know, this idea that we shouldn't have voices or we shouldn't have anything, and I'm not saying y'all's were were implying this, Mm -hmm. but like it's it's a little bit easier to talk about in a quote-unquote extreme example. I've also been watching a lot of Tyler Henry on Netflix. He's a he's a medium. Oh, okay. Um, he's a very very famous medium. Oh, um, the he's like from Boston or or is this no? I'm thinking of Matt know. something. I don't know. Sorry. Anyway, he, it's just like it is. If you haven't seen it, maybe it might be tr- triggering. It might be triggering to you, but it's basically this person is just like. I digress. This 
idea of like God told me mm-hmm. or the Holy Spirit, that is a story that we have been told that that is our intuition. It, I believe, yes. I yes. personally believe that we all have internal voices that are guiding mm-hmm. us and directing us. And mm-hmm. in this study, in this intuition course, a big differentiation is between fear and the intuition. Because, you know, your intuition doesn't, um, you know, the, this this idea of, um, sorry, I feel like no. I'm not making any no, sense. No, you're making sense. <laughs> okay, Take thank your time. you. Gather your thoughts. We're um, here for it. Does it help when I stare at you? <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Okay, that's good. Yeah, um, I feel listened to. Like I really appreciate does it. Help when I stare at you. <laughs> I suppose I meant to say, does it bother you that I stare at you? But you know, I'm here to help, not you bother. You can stare at me all you want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Consensual staring. Oh, feel wow. Right. You look it's getting at, hot in here. You stared at. No, I'm, you're not. I'm <laughs> Please, this is a Christian radio show. <laughs> What kind of Christians <laughs> you talking Jesus to? Jesus is listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. Um, I just, I feel like there is a big, big, big difference in the voices of anxiety and fear and racism and this idea of like, oh, I don't understand it and so I need to be afraid of it. Like that is very, very different from intuition. Um, in 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 this course, you know, there's just a different, it, it's not always verbal. Intuition is not always verbal. It's not always that clear of like voices in your head. Like yeah, the Holy totally. Ghost spoke to me. Um, But, you know, ultimately all that religion is tapping into is like, what is your body telling you? But we're telling you that that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But your intuition has a feeling. Like everyone has an intuition and that feeling is is described as like a calmer, more of like a deep a deep river instead of like a rapids like whitewater rafting sort of image. It's mm-hmm. less like buzzy, it's less like oh I got to go, you know that like anxious that anxious buzzy like staticky like swirling that is fear like that's the ego that doesn't understand the whole picture Mm. and and for me what has been really difficult is rewiring or like telling myself what I'm listening to is for the better or just like questioning always who is speaking and like is this decision one that I'm just anxious about or is this an actual meaning but ultimately it just goes back to what stories and what meanings we put into the messages that we're getting we're all sensitive (laughs) I think it's just like who decides who is deciding to tap into that sensitivity because it's there (laughs) I suppose I kind of understand like I understand in a way about that. Kind of well, kind of like if you're raised by a narcissist, it's much more easy to detect a narcissist when you first meet them. Mm-hmm. You know. I, yeah, I was gonna s- talk about like it. Kind of, I feel like the way I'm the way I'm understanding it. Under, understanding it. Understanding it. I'm so for that word. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what I was putting. T- I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, 
is like we all have bias like like no one is unbiased that's impossible you know everything every you're, you you have a bias because mm-hmm. that's just that's we look through. that's the ego that's yeah. the perspective that you have as yourself yes and and also just a like a bias of like oh i call that royal purple well i call it deep purple mm-hmm. i mean it's like a, like it's a you have a bias of this color because that's you were raised to see it a certain way you know right um and that's kind of how i feel about like our like our intuitions we you are biased in your intuitions because you were raised to 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 believe that this is that and that is this and you were talking about that yesterday um on that tiktok you saw about the guy the um the guy who was talking about like dancing in the holy spirit oh yeah there's a there's a mormon um former mormon on tiktok he's he was talking about deconstruction and he said one of the biggest struggles is which i can uh, i agree with is like the feeling of the holy spirit right or feeling of connection with Mm. god like this the feelings you get when you're dancing or or praying or whatever um and he said that when you're when you're raised when in this um religious field when you're raised in it you're told that what that feeling means so you're given you're so i could be having this good feeling and this church and this pastor says that feeling is um is evidence that the god we believe in is exists or is talking to you or whatever so it's evidence of this. Yes. When in reality, it could be just a good feeling that means something else. But we have, you know, we're taught to believe that that good feeling means this. So because and then it made me think like, you know, in my when I was in the Christian world, uh, Mormons, first of all, I believed y'all couldn't feel none of that. Because yeah. y'all were full of demons and devils and going to hell. Oh, yeah. we said the same thing about y'all. Totally. Yeah. So, Pentecostal, like no one else had access to uh, to the Holy Spirit. It was just it was just Pentecostals. Yeah. And basically just our church. You but know? you hear so that when you when you step outside of your little bubble, you realize that you know we got Mormons, Muslims, uh, Hindus, all these Buddhists, Christians of all different kinds of denominations having same experiences, this feeling of euphoria mm-hmm. and like love and and just, you know, and like the somatic whatever. immersion into like an expanded state of consciousness. Exactly. Really. Yeah. So we can de- I can determine, at least for me, that um, that, you know, when when I when my church or pastor says that feeling is from the God we believe in. It's not true. Mm-hmm. It's not just. It's not. That's not exactly. It's not our God saying that this is. This is evidence that our God exists. I think it's might might be bigger or something completely different. But it's just the story that you're told. Exactly. It's just yeah. this, like who is telling the story tells so much about the meaning or like the worth, the value of what you're feeling. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. But also they do. This is kind of this is well, it's not off topic, but there's they did a test on fleas. They put um, so fleas can jump for pretty high. Yeah, and then they put it. They put them. (laughs) Sorry, anybody that has pets, you know. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yep. But they did a test where I think it was for like three days. They put the fleas inside of this box um, that was probably you know up um, twelve inches or whatever, (laughs) 
And <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And I so knew it was twelve inches because I'm very familiar with that size. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> who's measuring? So, <laughs> so the fleas are inside of this How for like. That, it's exactly seven and a half inches. If that one's eight. That one's six. T- trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fleas are. In- <laughs> I'm just kidding. The fleas are inside this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't jump over the past the lid and then after i believe it was three days could have been a different time um but that's what i remember he takes off the lid they no long they they don't jump any higher than without the Mm. lid being there they only jump um that height so they're being trained to believe that you cannot go any higher Mm -hmm. than there well uh, did you have something to say i have i have a a thought about that though but oh i just wanted to i was going to say that comment on that We've t- a, a, a a common topic that we that we say often is that, or at least for me, that one of the dangerous things about toxic religion is not that they like say things are bad; it's that they teach you that what you're feeling is connected to. So they 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 it's not they uh, they taint the the what you have. So you have a good experience, and they make that good. They tell you that good experience is this. You know, or you have, so it's the most damaging thing, which is what abusers do. It's not just, it's not just the obvious abuse. It's the telling you that this is that. This is dangerous. Yep. That's dangerous. And that that panic attack is because God's warning you of something. It's not a chemical imbalance. It's not, uh, it's not your, 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 uh. It's not your uh, uh, trauma response. It's not your no, brain no, no. telling you to get out because no, it's no, dangerous. No. You know, it's it's that's that's Jesus. That's oh my god. The devil. Okay, I have so much to say. say I have so much to say. Okay, about the fr- the fleas, about the fleas. I wonder if it has to do with like the physical inability. Like if they were not allowed to test their. Jumping limits. capabilities. Mm-hmm. I have to wonder if there is a physical element to that, where where mm-hmm. they just simply don't have the muscle or whatever they yeah. have to to jump higher than what they have been allowed. So that, in addition to like a mental part of it, of learned like even if I tried, I couldn't do that. I think that's learned helplessness. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it's the same thing in the mind, though, for humans yeah. in in the religious systems of like we were put into this box physically, like we could physically not leave this box, and so that caused so much of it to be shoved in our minds. So the box is now in our mind. Yes, and so whether or not we could actually better our lives or walk away or do something different, interrupt the path that is just cycling continually because that's religion as well we can't yeah mm-hmm. simply yeah yeah I, until I, we yeah. believe we can and that takes so much external like mm-hmm. external stimuli of rewriting that story yeah. that does. you can even do it you know i feel like it's like possibly like learning a language where like the younger the younger you are the more languages you can learn and the easier you can learn them and Absolutely. but then the older you get it's you can, but it's just harder. It's just harder, and, and that's how I feel about like creativity, absolutely uh, exploration, like discovering yourself. It's like, it's like 
it's better to do it younger because you know those neural pathways aren't so deep and all of you know so it's like yeah I, i've often wondered what kind of person would i be how creative would i be what what different things would i be if i wasn't limited so intensely and now i understand that i can do them it's just harder a lot more difficult um because of age and experience but then also trauma so like yeah. I'm, I'm i now like like yeah i understand that the lid is not on the box anymore i don't have the muscles to jump higher than that box was anymore mm -hmm. or maybe just a little bit higher right you know? right so yeah. right plus if you have no understanding of like different different things that you were taught so if you're born say like which is i mean my life's a good example but uh i'm just gonna say like if you're an amish person you live in, in, the, in the amish society you were born in that society. You live in that society. You don't go out from that society. Um, so you're, you know, you're trained from day one all the way until you die one way. Mm -hmm. And then some Amish decide to leave. And they just, they get an option, actually, in the Amish world. They get, um, yeah. at a certain age, they're allowed to um, basically experience the outside world a little bit. Um, and then they have to decide whether they want to stay or be excommunicated, or basically, mm -hmm. um, and leave their families. Awful ultimatum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. <laughs> and so, but uh, some the ones that leave, they go out and they experience different worlds, different realities, and then um, ultimately decide to leave. And I think that's what honestly saved me personally. One of the things that helped me was uh, traveling and, le and leaving my little bubble. Mm -hmm. And then oh, I yeah. started, like, especially I, uh, with sexuality and uh, orientation, all that gender. And I didn't understand any of that. And I didn't care to really look into it. Mm -hmm. But when I started meeting people, different people who just were different from the tiny little bubble I grew up in, mm -hmm. I started realizing, oh, it's not so bad. Yeah. And I'm just being told that it's bad for why. Why, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> oh, and the amount of, like, bias that we take into our, like, like, the amount of bias that I still had, and I think I've talked about this on the show, where after I came out as gay, I would see gay people out in the wild and see them holding hands and be like, ew, gross. How, how dare they do that? And then be like, I'm fucking gay. Like, I <laughs> I want to do that. But it was just a, it was a trained pattern of thought, yeah, yeah. you know? Yes. It was just yes. like how my brain, it was the natural reaction, yeah. you know? Yep. It was like if someone, like, I feel like it was just as natural if someone, like, picked up a build. Like, if you get to the end of the street, you turn left because that house is there. And then they moved to the other side of the street. If you're going to so-and-so's house, you turn left because that's what your brain, you it's always been left. You've always went left, and now they 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 live on the right side of the street. It's just like, oh, oh yeah, it's, that's not how right. it is, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. It's as basic as Pavlovian like yes. tests. Yes. Like we are animal bodies. We are yeah. animal brains. Like we're not all that. The, okay. What I have to say next yes. has to do with what you said earlier and what you just said. Um, Bear with me. Here we go. Yes. Um, strap in, strap on. Strap <laughs> in. We need and. that on a shirt. Strap in, strap on. Strap in, strap we on. We just really need to get some fucking stickers. Why, on a side note, my sister can make shirts. She can like print things on shirts. Okay, so let's great. Let's 
check out Michael's. Like, let's try to figure out some cozy shirts because it has to start with the shirt. Oh, absolutely. The shirts make all the difference. Also, Target has... Okay, fuck. Target <laughs> Target has a lot of, like, really... I'm wearing it now. They're, like, really the comfy blank... Yeah. Lovingly blank sweatshirts. Can we stop at CBS and get some ADHD medication, too, on the way? <laughs> For you? For all of us. I don't want it. <laughs> I feel like I'm better because of me. Okay, focus. <laughs> Okay, so recently I watched Hunchback from Notre Dame. Have mm-hmm. either of you seen that the film? The Disney one? Yes. Uh, I haven't years. seen it in years. Yeah. It is a horrific movie. It yes. is not for children. No. But I just want to say, if you can stomach it and you're in a place of healing and like not being a dick to yourself, there is so much education in that film because it's ultimately the dynamic is the same as it is now as it has been always. always yeah. There is the um, ego-driven cis white man who believes that he religious, has been told- right? He was religious, yes, yeah. Very, this is all religious. It's just like the bread and butter, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the the water that every everyone is swimming in in this movie. Um, so very entitled to like, this is the word of God, I have a don't say anything, Tony. I have a duty to bring out Why the... would I say anything? <laughs> and then you giggle. <laughs> I'm laughing because of how you were like, I know Tony's going to giggle at this. So I, it's so funny. Um, nah, man, I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, go home. You're not working here. <laughs> Get out of here, Paul. Bring Tony back. Bring Tony back. I don't like Richard. Um, so yeah, this just you know this dynamic of I have a right to bring this education, what I know as education, to the heathens of this world, the yeah. sin-driven, and in this case, it is um, a, a, a very, very. I don't know of anyone who didn't have a crush on Esmeralda, a I, very sexually empowered woman of color. I am. I think everyone has a crush on Esmeralda. I'm not even now. I'm not, attracted to female presenting individuals and I'm fairly certain I have have I mean if you're demisexual at all you've got it like she's got it she's everything everything she's absolutely everything anyway oh my um (laughs) (laughs) suddenly very hot (laughs) (laughs) um so so this idea that that this this so in the film in case you didn't remember, there's a scene where he is singing to himself. Oh, yeah, with um, the fire behind him. Yes, it, Hellfire, I think, is yeah. the song, just Ugh. to be specific. So I don't remember it. I'm just gonna pick it apart a little bit because it has so much to do with like what we're talking about of the stories that were told. So, so this person is talking about he's ultimately praying to this deity and saying. I am the purest of pure, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and I can't figure out what to do about this situation. I feel such lust for this individual, but the religion that I'm in tells me that, and and this is a line from it. Um, oh, and now I'm totally blanking on it. Do you want to look up the lyrics? No, I can do it. Um, uh. God made the devil so much strong. Oh, it's in God's plan. 
he made the devil so much stronger than a man. Okay, so let's acknowledge that. So the devil in this situation mm. is the sexual lust that he has for this. So he he has sexuality, but mm -hmm. that is being told that's impurity, that's unworthiness. Yeah. And so he's like, I, I believe hallucinating all of these yeah. like rows of like judging robes mm -hmm. of like, you know, cardinal high priesthood holding whatever they call it people in this religion that are just judging him mm -hmm. for having natural, natural human normal human impulses. Yep. yeah yeah yep. and mm -hmm. so like but he was obviously in a state like he was in a state that brought him to this like oh, he was in a state all right <laughs> yeah and so like worked up to a lather <laughs> yeah yes it was it, it's so easy to see outside yeah. of it. Yeah. Now that I'm free, totally. it's so easy to see. But he ultimately makes this decision of like, she mm -hmm. she can only choose me or die. Or die. Oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not. I'm sorry if I'm triggering you. You're not triggering me. I just remember remembering the show and I just remember. Wait, how only angry choose it makes me, me or die? Yeah. So, so I think the lyric is um, she will be mine or she will burn. Yeah. That was the thing. He he was lusting over her, and since he's a fucking cis white man of power in religion, he was literally like, "Since I want her, she will now only, she will only, be with me, or I will kill her." Oh, the privilege, mm -hmm. the privilege, and like how dangerous she must seem to him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and, and and but again, the story that he's told is that he is here to purify. Purify. purify purify what <gasps> though exactly you know like mm -hmm. and, and so like this story that we're told that like these natural things that happen in our bodies these feelings of like i need to relocate my body now yeah those things are to be ignored those things are to be suppressed because it's the devil yep and so this goes back to kind of what you were saying before of like don't be a quitter like just keep going mm -hmm. push it like the song that we have in mormonism is put your shoulder to the wheel <laughs> Whoa. put your shoulder to the wheel push along like everybody huh. chips in everybody's doing the work but this idea of like listening to when what your limits are it's not about being a quitter it's about knowing when to quit because there is yeah. such a fine line mm -hmm. and it is so different for every single person thank you i'm off of my soapbox <laughs> thank you that i will be <laughs> i will be here all week i will um, not be here all week no. but <laughs> yeah. i i while you were talking about that one of the things i was thinking i was kind of like putting together is that in Christianity and Pentecostalism, we, you know, we are taught that that humanity, humans, are inherently evil. That mm -hmm. like humanity, the natural man, the natural man is sinful. So any impulse that we have, any any impulse we have, sexual, um, like hunger, hunger, anything, anything that humans, a natural human function, is inherently evil, and that concept although sounds simple is wildly damaging wildly damaging um because self-awareness is sinful like being in touch with your body sinful um like acknowledging your sexual desires sinful homosexuality aside like that's acknowledging sexuality so that's yeah. just already out yeah exactly <laughs> like i'm not even talking about homosexuality specifically or queerness just 
in general, acknowledging that you have sexual desires, sinful. Everything about us, about a human is sinful. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the devastating things is that those are all good things. Paying attention, like listening to your gut, positive. Paying attention to your instincts, positive. Like being, living inside, living in in your body, feeling your sexual awareness, your sexual identity, your queerness, your, or, or whatever, like just feeling your sexuality, feeling your sexual impulses or lack thereof, positive. Being in touch with your body, wildly positive, necessary to, it, it, is, it is necessary to live a fulfilling, happy mm-hmm. life. Those things are necessary, yeah. and we're taught that they are inherently evil. Yeah. And we can't do them, and you shouldn't do them. Mm-hmm. So you spend... How do you, well, how do you control the masses if people think that they can just live in their bodies, yeah. you know, and not be naughty, mm-hmm. not be naughty, not be naughty, not be naughty, can't be naughty. Yeah. Th- I mean, that is the the purest form manip- of manipulation is convincing someone that they are inherently wrong. Well, even though the, even the, uh, the whole three meals a day that was started by Europeans, that was because what the, mm. as, as, you know, animals, Basically, we eat when we're hungry, which is healthier for you, mm-hmm. and your body uh, responds to it better. Um, and they changed it in in Europe um, a few hundred years ago to be a three three meal course uh, throughout the day um, because they want to be as different from animals as possible. Why? Why? Because we like we are animalistic, so <laughs> don't understand. Like I, it's just it's and it's why it's just it's baffling. Yeah. Can I ask you guys, uh, you folks? Um, maybe we can take a break and I can ask this question. But yeah, do you um, want to present the question and then take a break and then we'll answer afterwards? Yeah. Keep yeah. Them, keep them drawn in. Yes. Give um, on a Kind uh, kind of moving to the present instead of like the past. Well, mm-hmm. I guess we've whatever. Um, in this, like we are outside of religion now. We yes. we know better. We mm-hmm. feel better most days, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah. But what what are you doing to get into your bodies to rewrite that story of like having a body is okay having a body is safe whatever it needs is okay and i know this is yeah. a sensitive question but That's like a good one i i'm asking myself this question mm-hmm. too you know <laughs> like yeah it's, um, it's a good question mm-hmm. it's, this week's been a particularly difficult week in that area so i same yeah so I, it'll be fun to answer that coming from a perspective that it's not like so this is what i'm doing because it's working perfectly it's more like i'm kind of fucked so let's talk about it <laughs> well, uh, yeah and like uh, yeah, you were gonna say something. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. <laughs> I need to eat something. Hi, welcome back. How are you? Did you catch welcome that primal back. grunt when we? No. What I grunt? Didn't. What grunt? Well, uh, please just listen back to it uh, okay. for it when you edit. I, I don't love listen to, know. to anything when I edit. I just like that. Ah, that's not copy talking. paste. La la la. <laughs> Actually, Annalise is taking over most of the editing. Mm. Yeah. Our newest host, Annalise. Is okay, well, Annalise, over. please. Mm-hmm. Just go back we to the very Annalise. beginning. Thank you for doing the editing because otherwise it would never get done because I'm fucking eight episodes behind. Hey, be gentle. Mental health. <laughs> See, it's... I told them earlier I said it's less than 10. Less than 10. And I was like, 
okay. <laughs> like, also, Good job. 10 is less than 20, so. Exactly. See, now you're getting it. Come on. Yes, God. <laughs> math. Can I, get, can I get a snap for math? <laughs> I'll snap for math. Say it louder for the people in the back. Uh, what was your question? <laughs> I'm going to take my sweater off. Um, so repeat, You should. Re- I will take a long time describing my Thank question. Thank you. Please um, do. Yeah, so, <clears throat> I mean, maybe I can answer my question while I'm here, too. So, no, but I want to answer your question. That was the point. Okay, fine. <laughs> my question <laughs> was, what are you doing now to rewrite the neurology in our bodies that being in your body is not okay? Or, like, how are you – how are – what are ways that are making your body a safe and secure place when it hasn't been allowed to be that ever? Drugs. <laughs> they certainly help me, but booze. I'm not answering Water the question. Booze. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I drink so much. <laughs> I actually haven't been drinking a long time. Like, I'll drink, like, socially, and it's, like, physically, it's improved my body a lot. So it's very, that, that, that helps. That actually helps because the I have a lot of, just a challenge. I have a lot of uh, chronic health issues, physical health issues, and fuck. I know we know this, but that, like, physical health uh, drastically affects mental health. Mm-hmm. But fuck the challenge of trying to manage your mental health and be healthy when you have physical health issues that you can't control. This last week has been a really difficult time physically for me. I've had a lot of chronic pain flare-ups mm-hmm. i've had a lot of um i've got some a couple autoimmune issues and auto if anybody has autoimmune issues they know that like your immune system lives in your gut so if you have autoimmune issues you have gut issues that's just how it is and vice versa and you have a lot <laughs> of nerves and like sensitivity in your gut so it, it isn't uh-huh. just like a stomach ache it's like no. uh more it's than pain. that it's, yeah it's there's chronically pain there's like it's it, it's there's a lot of pain that goes with it and and anybody that has experienced chronic pain chronic pain like <clears throat> just it it wears you down and and you get uh, you know you get angry you get tired you get irritable you get frustrated because it's just you wake up in pain you go to bed in pain you, it's every day all day there's no break there's no from break it. from it so it, that's been like i was just saying that to just kind of like validate out in the world people that have chronic health issues the extra level of 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 difficulty it puts on your on managing your mental health Mm -hmm. is just really frustrating you Mm -hmm. know um but so i haven't been doing a lot (laughs) (laughs) i haven't been doing a lot honestly to rewrite those things like recently i like i was actually thinking of like that I need to do more. That I need to like get. Uh, into. I think you're doing more than you think. I agree, but I what are your? What's your thought? Yeah. Because one of the things, one of the things that um, that helps is actually just existing within your own feelings pre- presently. We're taught in Christianity to constantly combat feelings and I and. And avoid suppress and avoid, avoid certain things, and you got it. You got to be. You got to do this. You got to do that. Got to do this, and. Honestly, one of the best ways to um, to interrupt get, 
to get to where you're going there in that field of accepting your own whatever mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. it also accepting your feelings as they are in the moment so and like know. where you are in the moment so being being just kind of easier on yourself huge and just be like okay i'm feeling this way i'm gonna allow myself to feel this way and i'm just not going to be hard on myself and i'm just gonna i'm gonna let my body and mind process this mm -hmm. naturally so it takes it's a lot and people don't realize how um important that is and how powerful that is for your for your uh you know for the long run mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i think you're doing quite a bit there thank you for that i appreciate that and like vulnerable moment here one of the like <clears throat> i'm Annalise actually was telling me that she's like, it sounds like you're dealing with burnout, like real burnout, mm -hmm. you know, not that burnout is fake, but like sometimes when I think of burnout, I think of like, fuck, it's Friday. I'm burnt out. But I mean, like legitimate burnout, like no, like one day you want it to be Friday. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like yep. I have fallen. There are scratches on my face. I don't know how to get up. <laughs> I don't know how I got here. Where's home? I don't know what I'm doing, you know, <laughs> uh, like full on. And, and so a very and and at least also reminded me of this a very real not a very real like in the book symptom of ptsd is angry outbursts mm -hmm. like just uh, like mm. unexpected outburst of anger and in my environment growing up um my dad now looking back very traumatized very much a, a lot of ptsd um <coughs> cptsd specifically so he was always angry, angry all the time. Everything made him angry. The only emotion I saw my dad show was anger um, for everything. If he was scared, he was angry. My mom fell one time and he furious, just absolutely furious. He, she slipped, she was wearing bad shoes and she slipped and fell. And he threw the shoes at the wall and he was f just it, doing everything that you can do except cuss when you're a Christian, you right. know? And so- How inconvenient for him. Yeah. Yeah, it was just everything was anger. He's scared, he was angry. If he was sad, he was angry. If he was angry, he was angry. <laughs> you know, like he was angry, angry, double anger. Um, and so I hate anger. I hate it. I hate it with a passion because it reminds me of him. It's triggering. Mm. One of my biggest triggers is loud noise, specifically loud voices. So anybody yelling triggers, um, triggering. So I avoid anger and suppress anger at all costs. But when I get burnt out, I, like this week I've been sober now, like I've been experiencing unexpected, irrational outbursts of anger, extreme anger. I am angry at everything. Uh, Tony can attest to this. I've been complaining to him uh, like every single time we even encounter each other this week. I'm like, I fucking hate people. They're all stupid. I just, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I, I've just been so angry and that is so damaging to my mental health. And I feel like I, like, I don't want to sit with anger. I don't want to sit with those feelings. <clears throat> I don't want to, like, I avoid them at all costs. So it's been hard because I've just been so fucking angry all week, and I don't like feeling anger, and I don't want to sit with that. I don't want to, like, be in touch with that, you mm -hmm. know? And, and mm -hmm. I am because I try to be in touch with myself. I try to be aware, but I, I don't, but I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want to feel that. I want that to go away, and I try to suppress it and push it away which pushes me closer to like how i was behaving before you know it's like like almost tapping into those christian like tactics of yeah. just suppress push away fake it till you make it kind of thing and that 
doesn't help. It's I mean, very damaging, you know? I mean, there is a balance to that, though. Like, if, especially if emotions are just, like, simply too much and, like, re-traumatize you. Yeah, maybe there is some listening. Again, not being a quitter, knowing when to quit. Like, there are some emotions that you shouldn't necessarily feel all at once, especially coming out of this trauma. But the questions that I have for you that, I mean, have helped me in acknowledging my anger because similarly... You know, women, spoiler alert, I'm a trans man. And so I was raised a a girl for forever. Mm -hmm. Um, Women aren't allowed to show anger. You know, any emotion is crying for women. Similarly to anger is the only emotion for men Mm -hmm. Um, in that community by their definitions. But the questions that I have for you are like understanding that every emotion has a place every emotion is trying to tell you something what is that anger saying to you like what what can you learn from the anger like in sitting with it it isn't just like uh stop being angry it's like what am i angry about and what Everything. what do i well <laughs> so like what what do i need yeah. to do to either yeah. like let go of this anger or like because Anger has been given a, a bad reputation, but mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. gets a lot of shit done. Like people that are yeah. angry start rioting, f- hopefully for good causes. Totally. I mean, there's always a check there, but um, anger is that like that perpetuating like fire mm-hmm. that gets messages across that make change happen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm I'm not saying like go rage somewhere, no, but like. This is- but well, maybe. I but am. maybe. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Let's burn shit down, Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go scream and break things. I'll just quietly follow behind you guys with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, that's sweet. Very. Thank you. Uh, we need that. We need that. Wherever it goes, every Scorpio. Am I right? <laughs> Scorpio and Aries. Oh, yeah. Aries. Oh, Aries. Oh, <laughs> Woo. Um, it's real uh, hot in here. <laughs> yeah. One of, one of the m- most beneficial things my favorite therapist said to me, you know, is that like it's basically what you're saying. All you know, all emotions have a purpose, and anger can be very beneficial. Anger keeps you safe. Um, sometimes it. One of the things I'm pretty sure it was her that said it. Anger reinforces boundaries. Mm-hmm. So when someone crosses the boundary and it, you get angry, it yeah. makes you angry, and then you reinforce that boundary because they've crossed the line Mm -hmm. and so anger does have positive um um like uh positive aspects to it like Mm -hmm. you know practical uh uses yeah (laughs) and it as you were talking i was trying to connect the dots and when i am pushing my own boundaries i get angry when i'm at my limit when i have Mm -hmm. gone too far and I've pushed too much and I've exhausted myself, I get angry. That's what happens because anger is something that I actively try to, um, I don't want to say control because I don't mean suppress. I, I mean more like I, I understand that, that if I do not constantly keep my anger in check and I'm not always very aware of it, it will get out of control because that's my challenge. That's right. my trauma. That's my thing right you know? and you are self-aware in that and i'm tr- i try to be self-aware of that because i don't want to be violent angry abusive all things that i know i'm predisposed to because of the environment i was raised in and because i'm traumatized and and we can't always control 
you can't control your emotions all the time when you have PTSD. Just facts. Period. period. You just can't. With or you know? without PTSD. <laughs> with or without. Yeah. <laughs> and and but when you when you are severely traumatized, it makes it even harder. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm constantly trying to be aware of that. So if I'm out of if my anger is beyond my control, I am pushing myself too far. There is something that is putting so much of a strain on me. Like the rope is a little tight. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's it's about to snap. Mm-hmm. The thread is about to snap, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's my warning. And I just haven't I'm I haven't been listening to it in the sense that I get in when I get angry, I get in the shame cycle. And and how you were saying Thank like, you, Christianity. Thanks. By the way. Thanks. Sponsored by Jesus. Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> shame cycle. Sponsored by Christianity. Um, Jesus <laughs> tested and approved. <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> Jesus tested and I'm writing that down. <laughs> that whole thing that needs to go yeah, on a shirt. That whole conversation. So funny. Um, uh, but how you were talking about being, you know, being self-aware, recognizing it is a positive thing, and give uh, it, it. It. I. I when I get. It starts this shame cycle because I push my limits, so I get angry because and I'm and I'm I try to be self-aware, and so I recognize that I'm angry and I don't like that. So instead of sitting with it like I do other emotions and try to be self-aware and be in the moment and understand it, I start feeling bad for being angry and start um, being hard on myself because I'm being angry. Yeah, like anger is unacceptable why you're angry you can't act like that what like then the intrusive thoughts get out of control and i start thinking about well if you don't get this under control what are you going to be capable of you're going to be just and what does that mean about you yeah yeah yeah. and what is that saying about you at the end of the day it's like you telling yourself um well i'm not i shouldn't say it that way go ahead keep going ultimately though it is about how we talk to ourselves yeah. how we are programmed to talk to ourselves mm-hmm. because again again this is the box with the fleas like this language of what you're saying to yourself that's that's the box that is in your mind of you can't jump higher so it's almost, it's almost like if you're say, you can't deserve better mm-hmm. you know you're relaxing right you're relaxing and people get people feel shameful for relaxing oh yeah. every goddamn time every second Every second, I'm, that I'm, I'm not, not doing enough. Something. That's what. It, at the end of the day, it's like I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not. When? Why? Mm-hmm. Why not? Why can't you just relax? Why can't you just have that moment? Have mm-hmm. that time? It's okay. Yep. Eat that ice cream. Chill. Yeah. You Sit know? on the couch. Play that game. You don't have to do those dishes right now. Yeah. It, it'll be there. Yeah. It'll be there. Mine will be there. <laughs> Mine will be there indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's yeah, like that right. shame that shame cycle is so real. And it and and that's what that's the loop I've been I've I've been in I I I'm I, I have not been paying attention to my limits because of that I get angry when I get angry I shame myself for being angry that shame causes me to push my limits even further because I'm not paying attention to my body I'm not listening to the warning signs so then I'm pushing myself even further wow not saying no not setting not not putting myself first which causes me to get more angry. Which causes me to be even me. I have been meaner to myself this week than I have in years, uh, years, uh, which ah. just un- unleashes the intrusive thoughts. Like I can, like I can, when I'm doing well, I can manage my intrusive thoughts pretty yeah. well. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I can manage them, and I feel, I feel confident 
in my ability to manage my intrusive thoughts. But when I get to this point, it's like, no pun intended, all hell breaks loose. Mm -hmm. And I have been like, like my intrusive thoughts get so bad that I have like cried myself to sleep a couple nights. Just like can't fathom, you know, like it's just, it's, it's the worst fucking horror movie you've ever seen plays out in your head. We, we all all understand that. Yeah. Inside. Yeah, it's we, all, it's, yeah. Uh, it, and it feels real. It's a real because it's just your intrusive thought, th- intrusive thoughts. Fuck them. Intrusive thoughts are like your brain creating a scenario that's that manipulates your emotion, that <laughs> manipulates too. your emotion. And it's just believable enough that you could see it actually happening. Yeah, it's not going to. Yeah, you're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. But it's not so wild that you can dismiss it because it's a fucking fantasy. It's like, well, I am, I could be capable of that if I didn't X, Y, and Z. But you are doing X, Y, and Z. You are managing your emotions. You are taking. You are eating. You are like what all of the things that help you manage your emotions and your and your and your mental health. I am doing those things. But if I didn't, it could be. It could be that bad. I could be my father. I could X, Y, and Z. You know, and it's just that shame. And then you know. It, I feel like it's like running too far. You know, you probably should have only, you can only do two miles. So you, you run the mile and then you run the mile back, but then you run three miles and you're like, well, now I'm done. Not only am I past my two mile limit, I went a mile past that and I can't get home because I'm exhausted. I don't, I, I'm stuck here now. And then you're stuck there and then you just don't know how to get out. And that's like the, the cycle that I've been in, you know? And uh, it's, 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 it's rough. I mean, it's, I don't feel like it's abnormal. I think anybody that has any amount of trauma knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we know this, we've been on this ride, you know, like uh, we've, 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 we've sat in this seat. We've gone over this, you know, we've, we've done this, this, uh, what are they called? Roller coaster. Thank you. Uh, roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> we've been on this roller coaster before, but it just doesn't make it any more enjoyable it doesn't make it any easier when you do it you know but but yeah that's the and that's i think why i was thinking about going you know going back to what i was talking about with this scenario with my mom that's why i was thinking about that so intensely was like this is what happens when you push when you don't pay attention to your to your your to your warnings like when you when you aren't when you're not listening to your natural warnings this is what happens. This is so educational for me because I've I've always been about uh, one of my think about what you're thinking about, right? Like, and um, but I don't really ever consider very. I, I feel like I don't consider think about how what you're feeling and where that manifests from. But usually manifests from a thought or whatever. And so if I could, like if you yeah, that's kind of might help a lot more for real to like get in touch with your your emotions and those feelings from the emotions more and um because yeah it is kind of like those warning signs like your body is warning you of things or or just um yeah one of the things that my I, not to interrupt you. I don't know if you were done. Sorry. No, I'm j- I'm always done. <laughs> I always. Girl, finish. you're never done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on period <laughs> every day. Um, one of the things my 
I, one of my favorite, my favorite therapists helped, you know, she helped me to, a concept she helped me to learn is find, like, whose voice is that? Like, who, who said oh, that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so, d- helping me decipher between triggers and, and intuition, you know? And she was like, who, who said, and I distinctly remember this moment when I would say something and be like, uh, I remember talking to her and she's like, who said that? <laughs> My dad. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Well, like, who who originally told you that? Well, my dad. Whose is, truth is that? Yeah, that's is obviously he someone you want to listen to? <laughs> is that a voice? Is he someone you want to model your life by? Well, no. Okay. Well, then let's 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 mm-hmm. plan a let's course a plan of action. You know, a plan a course of action about that. If it's not a voice you want to listen to, then let's figure out how to decipher between those two. Fucking life changing, literally. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And especially, you know, when you're born into a family, you're you're given a garden rather than creating your own. Until you get to a certain age or to a certain point in your mind to where you can either adjust the garden or, if you want, create a completely new different garden. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people don't realize that they're stuck with their fucking mother or father's gar- or grandparents' garden. Leftover they, weeds. That, yeah, yeah. And it's shitty and there's thorns everywhere and they don't realize that, oh... Wow, maybe I don't need that. Maybe I don't want this in my life. Maybe I want something different. You know? Yeah. Fuck. Mind blown. The co- that concept <clears throat> is like fucking incredible. The visual, me. the visual that the visual is amazing. I got or that I've gotten recently that is exactly the same as like the table. Sometimes we don't think that instead of like forcing ourselves at a place at a table. We can make our own damn table. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we can make our own damn garden. Yeah. Like, we have that autonomy. We are just programmed to believe that we don't. And you're allowed to rip up the garden. You're right. allowed to rip up the yeah. garden. Yeah. Like, it's your garden. Even though everyone tells you it's not. <clears throat> and even though, especially in Christianity, and the hierarchy structure of Pentecostalism is very much that, like, God, the pastor is directly uh, answers to God our parents directly answer to the pastor and we answer directly to our parents. Like our, like mm-hmm. yeah. the, the, the father until you get married, which like until you get married. And even after that, the father is really like, he dictates what you're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. So the concept of being able to like, Oh, this is my garden. I can rip it up and plant whatever I want. Wrong. Yeah. That's <laughs> not something my brain understands. Yeah. It's just like, I got to work with what I got. This is the garden I was given. I don't like these flowers. And in fact, I'm allergic to them, but <laughs> these are the ones that were planted. So got to, yeah. got to keep them alive, <laughs> you know? Yeah. How about you? Oh, I'm queer. Do you remember? The- <laughs> oh, Do you remember the question? <laughs> no judgment. No shame. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of answered it in ways. I just, I think, uh, like, uh, Letting yourself feel, letting yourself feel, um, and being present because being stuck in the past is no good. Being stuck in the future is no good. Being in the present is the most powerful thing you could possibly do mm-hmm. for yourself. Um, because in the present, that's where you, that's where you get the most of your answers mm-hmm. is right there, right mm-hmm. then. Um, and you're just happier right there. You're supposed to be there, you know? Um, and also just thinking about what you're thinking about and thinking about your feelings, thinking about where it comes from and whose voice is that? Mm-hmm. Who's that? I love that. Whose who voice? Said that? Yeah. Who said that? Who is that coming from? Mm-hmm. Whom 
And whom? Hoopst. Hoopst. Hoopst is speaking. Hoopst is that? Hoopst. Mother. Mother. Hoopst. Not you. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I was raised and my mother controlled. Yeah. Controlled my life. She was her. She had her whole thumb on top. Mm-hmm. Like, I was her. She created me in her image. Okay. Oh fuck! Seriously, yes. you're an extension of her. Yes. Yeah. And she wanted me. She's she's a narcissistic sociopath. Everything. Oh. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're gonna calm down. So she, she's you my trauma. Into that anger. <laughs> yeah. But she's my trauma. She, she's my trauma. Uh, but yeah. So after years and years of believing what she believed, and she used me for her validation. I was mm. her validation. And she needed this little mini-me to validate her constantly um, so that she could feel better about herself in an egotistical way. And, uh, you know, it got to a point finally where I started to see some light. I started to see that, oh, maybe there's something different. Different is better. Maybe different's better. And then there was all that shame and guilt of getting out from under that umbrella. So that, and how do I do that? You know, you're so deep rooted in this one way of living created by this one person. You have no idea what it's going to look like on the other side. Yeah. Um, the codependency is, is real. real. It's so real. Code- oh, my God. See, I always thought that codependency was like <clears throat> you wanted to depend on that person. But to me, yeah. what I'm realizing now is that codependency is more I don't know how to. I have never been shown how to exist outside of this reality. Yeah. Like, like I don't know how to feed myself. I don't know how to take care of myself. I don't know how to feel emotions. I don't know what emotions are. Like I am not exaggerating when I say like to like if someone said, how do you feel about that? Your first reaction is to look at your parents. How do I feel about that? How do I feel about that? How do my dad? I'm not exaggerating. My dad used to, when we were younger, try to control when we use the restroom. We'd get home from church, and he would say, okay, now go inside, get changed, go to the bathroom, and then come to, uh, come to the kitchen for dinner. Jeez. Like, we'd, he literally wanted to control um, when we went to the bathroom. When I got older, we would get our sample ballots for voting in the mail. He would take them, fill them out for us, and then give them back to us and tell us to vote mm-hmm. that way. Wow. He controlled every single aspect of our lives. Um, and and to realizing that codependency is even when you're away from that, even when you realize that, you know, you didn't want to live the way your mom wanted to live. I didn't want to live the way my dad. I didn't know how not to. Yeah. And it all. took and I'm still I'm still, still act, I still have day. codependency of my mother. Same. And I, it's like a working not your mother, but I have codependency of my mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, you tell? You tell. She oh gets God. around. Yeah, Damn. She, she's a very powerful woman. She, she's. Uh, if, if you see, I do personally kind of believe in um, black magic, like dark magic. Oh yeah. And I believe like they're like my mother. She's a very powerful, evil witch. Like she uses manipulation and control and narcissism. She, I'll, you'll talk on the phone with her just for like. A few minutes, which is why I don't. I have to set boundaries. I set huge boundaries with her. I talk to her maybe once every two months, and I wow. make sure we 
we don't go too far into whatever the fuck because she will have you on a hook and you will believe she's a compulsive liar and you'll start empathizing and believing everything that she says within five minutes of the conversation and then you it clicks in your brain you're like oh fuck wait a minute i'm listening to a narcissist right now who's probably lying about something just to get sympathy or whatever her little ego yeah and so it's just crazy like She's powerful. She's yeah. and I wish she would use that power for good or be I don't know. Just... Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That to give you the same similar compliment that you gave me is that the fact that you're aware of that and you've set such strict boundaries, because uh, so I don't remember who told me, but someone said that like growth in your like learning who you are and growth in like your trauma doesn't mean that you can put yourself in those. Doesn't mean that you can go to those those uh hurtful situations and exist in it it means you know not to go there yeah you know that's growth is that like oh i can't handle that so i'm not going to put myself in that situation it's mm-hmm. not i'm strong enough to endure that's mm, not you yeah. know what i'm saying that's not oh. yeah well and like just to, i mean yeah but then there's that like there is that voice inside of you that calls you weak Am I wrong? No, not at all. No. no, of course not. Like, like that. That that was one of the things I dealt with with the church thing. When my mom invited me to church, I didn't want to go, mm-hmm. and I don't. I have no desire to go, and I and I didn't. You know, like I just. I don't. That's not my life. That's not. I don't. I don't have a desire to do that. But part of me felt bad that I wasn't strong enough to go to church with my mom, so she could feel good, and yeah. I was strong enough to not be. Because I knew if I went to church, I'd fall back into that. When I went to, I don't know if I said this. Because I'm a little embarrassed about it, but fuck, it is what it is. When I went, when my mom had asked me to go help her decorate at my old church, the first time I've been in that building in years, it felt familiar yeah. and comfortable. Feels like home. And I don't, I don't want to use the word good because it didn't feel good, but it felt familiar and familiar feels good. Yeah. And it was like, I know this building. I know this place. It was how much I was just falling familiar? back into that trap. <gasps> Familiar feels good. Everybody write that down. Mm-hmm. Familiar feels good. It doesn't feel good. It feels familiar, and familiar feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it is good. Nope. Doesn't it doesn't mean it's good. But it, yeah. I mean, I even sat down and played the the piano. Played like church. Like not, I played uh, Christmas music because it was Christmas time. I played like hymnals on the piano. I haven't played the piano in years, and my mom was just like, "This is beautiful. You're so good. I can't. You know, it was just very like, you're so good at this." And I would like fucking put a flower on the ground and she'd be like that looks beautiful and then thank you mom for validating me but like this is the most you've ever this is the most you've validated me and complimented me in fucking years Mm. and it just happens to be all church related and it feels you know good it felt good it felt good on so many levels it felt familiar because that was my home for 30 years almost 30 years it felt good because we want that parental validation. We desperately crave that validation. Yeah. And we're supposed to get it from our parents. So we want to get it from our parents. It was just a perfect storm of fuckery, you know? And I don't think my mom, I don't want to, maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. I don't know. I don't think she was necessarily intentionally doing it. Like, I think it was coming from a good place because she genuinely believes that this is the best thing for me. Um, but still doesn't change the fact, you know, doesn't change the fact mm-hmm. that like that behavior, you should be validating me regardless of what I'm doing. That yeah. should be something you do. Yeah. It shouldn't be reserved for only Christian 
mm. stuff. Yeah. You know. I suppose I could answer my own question. Please do. <laughs> I've been talking nonstop for like the last 45 minutes. No, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, this is all like, I I think since Easter for me, mm-hmm. um, I've just been seeing a lot of symbolism that has been really fucking triggering. Like, really? I was drinking coffee and you know the like dark grounds that are in like French press coffee, like the uh-huh. dust at the bottom of coffee. Yeah. As I was drinking it, it looked like the hymn, like the picture of the like pipe. I don't know how to describe it. It looked like the front of the Mormon hymn book. That's wow. all I can say. And it like just all the like thinking about what I was doing 15, 20 years ago and just like how I'm not doing it now. And I like I wasn't even tripping up about that, but just like how much symbolism from the church has been resurfacing and how like I have been pretty like I've I've regressed a little bit like there you know there are Mm -hmm. waves in this stuff like yeah totally periods of good time to recuperate and to grow and to heal and then like moments and days and it could be triggered by anything really and it's just like a regressive time it could be a day it could be a few hours but just this like i don't really i i know you too will understand what i'm saying but i don't really know how else to describe it other than like you're on a a bowling ball alley bowling alley and like the gutters are the church like the Mm -hmm. gutters are the are the ways of thinking like it always seems to end there am i right yeah (laughs) like and and it's i love that analogy because it's forward progression. Yeah. We didn't decide, the bowling ball didn't turn around and run back to the gutters. It's like, I'm. we're on constant forward progression and all it takes is just one little nudge to one side or the other, gutter. It's right, they're right there. You're yeah. still like, moving forward. You still know? moving forward, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there is space. There is, I mean, this is a little different from bowling, but there is potential to get out of the gutter again. There is potential to to relearn where your bowling ball is. Bounce back, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Get back on the wagon. (laughs) Um, But but I've I've been pretty, like, stuck in that. um, Also, watching Hunchback of Notre Dame didn't help because I was, like, a little stuck in that, like, I used to be Frollo. Yeah, totally. Like, I used to be that guy. I have a really hard time with that. Yep. And, like, Mm -hmm really randomly like kind of what we're going along talking about shame and how like i got sick really really bad it wasn't covid but it hit me so fucking hard like i still get out of breath maybe it was covid anyway whatever (laughs) um and so like it wasn't just the physical thing of being sick and this is a temporary sickness i'm not talking about chronic illness for me being in yeah. this temporary sick state, I put so much worth or lack of worth in myself because of because I got sick. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify, yeah, because you were sick, you couldn't do what you could normally do, and that was affecting your your view of your self worth. Is that what yeah. you're saying? I mean, yes, but also like the simple fact that I caught a sickness made you weak. I I am. 
I could have done something differently. I could have prevented uh, I see, this. I, see, I, I see. could have, yep, you know, yep, that yep, like yep. I should be different. I, that like, but why shame? didn't I do this? The why? shame, the shame of like, yeah. of catching the sickness, of having the sickness, mm-hmm. but then also like, the shame of not being as I once was, not being able to just jump up and do the dishes, not being able to just cook dinner, like the shame like the waves of shame Mm -hmm. and so i have to believe that that is like that postpones the healing process in a lot of ways um but there was a (laughs) there was a moment in the shower when i realized just how little i've been listening to my body like just looking back childhood is whatever but like you know once you hear your body speaking once you hear or feel what it needs and wants it's really hard to ignore it it's really hard to go back and so like the apologizing that I felt for not listening to my body like I've got a lot of apologizing to do for how little I've advocated for my body and what it needs to feel pleasure not just baseline getting through the day like mm-hmm. three meals a day yeah. drink water move a little bit like the basic needs of a human body but like how how little I have advocated for her and and it's like a constant question it, it's something recently that I'm asking myself is my bare minimum good enough and I'm not telling myself that it's good enough. I'm not believing that it's good enough because in the past, my bare minimum has been very different from the structure that my life has been forced into. And so there's that shame again of like, I should be different. The shoulds are just overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So like, Hmm. I don't know. Fuck, to answer my own question, (laughs) I go on little walks. I move like I listen to my body when it says to move. I, I I listen to it when it says to eat or drink water. Um it's it's a daily struggle to listen oh, yeah. to it. Yeah. But but that's what I'm quote unquote doing mm-hmm. to to stay out of the gutter in the bowling situation. In my mind's always been in the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we know. know. Yeah. Oh, uh, we know. <laughs> you know, I, we only have like fucking three minutes left, of course, but just, I want to like comment on something you said that also I need to hear, which is that <clears throat> you were saying that you haven't been listening to your body. And so you use the phrase, I have a lot of pol- apologizing to do to my body for not listening to it. And my first thought for that was like, don't you think that of all, it was just a general thought. not Yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you think that of all people or things or entities that are going to inherently constantly have forgiveness for you, it's going to be your own body? Like, do you Thank think? Thank you. I was thinking the same thing. I don't think that you need to apologize to your body. I think your body doesn't need like you it, it doesn't need your forgiveness your you know apology it exists in a constant state of acceptance you know 
I think that's something that I don't. That's I don't something realize. hard to grasp. Yeah, you know? I don't, I'm not saying I know this. I'm saying do as but I that, say, not yeah, as I no. do. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was yeah. about to. I was. I was about to say that, but I was too afraid because I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, but I'm a little bitch in that area." <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. It's. I think that is a prime example for all of us of how um, powerful the shame loop is. Is that we don't listen to our bodies, and then instead of understanding the uncondition un- instead of understanding conditional love and that at the core we unconditionally love ourselves inherently we just don't realize it um that that's where the shame loop goes we don't listen to ourselves we don't love ourselves so then we feel bad for loving ourselves and then we think that we owe ourselves something for not loving mm. ourselves and mm-hmm. we feel shameful about it and then that shame loop starts back into that so we're <laughs> we <laughs> we need self-care we feel bad about this is my loop i feel bad about not doing enough self-care so then i try to do self-care to feel for feeling bad about that and then i feel bad about not doing enough self-care and then i'm not doing self-care because i feel so bad for it and then loop 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 you know yeah, what you're saying is striking a chord. You can't tell, but I'm fucking crying. Over here. <laughs> oh, we can tell. Uh, <laughs> not talking to you. <laughs> I'm sure y'all can tell. Yeah, oh, that very much. I know we have zero time. Ah, but that very much, like that, very much strikes a chord with what what I need to hear. I like, think we're very hard on ourselves. Oh yeah, and not in a good way. Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> We need to be harder, <laughs> but not harder on ourselves. <laughs> we need to lose a lot of lube. I think figuratively and you physically. Know, metaphorically, we need more emotional lube. You know, <laughs> be kind on to a completely different tangent that we have zero time to talk about. I think there is also a lot of beauty in like sexual play on the not aroused state body. Like, oh, yes, and that's all absolutely. I'm gonna go into yeah. that. But like. <laughs> I just think I don't know. I think our thank next, you, yeah, thank sorry. you for what what you were saying though about you know our our bodies don't need our forgiveness or mm. our our bodies don't need our yeah our apology apology like we don't have to say sorry uh, for not being good enough. <laughs> but, uh, uh, we think we're not good enough. We don't yeah. have to say sorry for that. Yeah, wow. ever. Yeah. Also, I think we're gonna leave. We would like to leave you with this phrase that I think is, should go on our next t-shirt. If you're going to fuck yourself, use lube. <laughs> <laughs> At least be kind and least, use yes. lube. <laughs> if you're going to fuck yourself over, use um, lube. Be generous. Um, on that note, <laughs> if you would no. like to listen to more of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you would like to hear this, more of this, uh, we do have a podcast that will have episodes uploaded soon. Thanks to Annalise. Thank you so much for... Um, all of being alive, yeah, being just all of us like <laughs> really, we need to get together. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely, you have you even ever met Annalise? No, oh, I so haven't funny. met you. I was thinking we need Today to do like a a, a, a a host party. Yes, like the four of us need to get together. Yes, and, like, we do. do We're gonna get into uh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But follow us, follow our podcast, listen to we've got 40 episodes up already. It's our turn pod. We're on Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And uh, you can email us. It's our turn pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. It's our turn pod. Uh, Tony uh, posts a lot of fucking incredible stuff on there and posts whenever we're going live on the, on the, the uh, radio, which is where we record our podcast. 
and who's going to be go talking. So, uh, yeah, do all those things. And if you're listening live right now.